0: Coffee hour with your host, Rob Cantrell. I have a great guest, a dope guest. I'm so excited about this. Please give it up for Samir Naseem, everybody. Samir.
1: What up? What up, man? What up, dude? What up? What up?
0: Uh, yeah, I do that little cheesy uh, start them up, but you know, you got to do something. You got to bookend it with the podcast, my man.
1: 100%. Yeah. How you been? I'm all right. Um, you know, considering like this whole new, new way of living kind of vibe, but uh, I'm doing all right. How about you?
0: You do You look great, man. The vibe is awesome. Uh, just to let the let the uh, listeners know, Zamir uh, has it's uh, been a comedian. I've known Zamir maybe like ten years now, fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, He's a comedian, writer, great stand-up, hilarious stand-up, hilarious dude, funny, interesting cat. He's written for Vice. He produced a couple television shows for Vice magazine. But he also just recently worked on Wyatt Cenac's show. He was a producer there. But he ran the show, uh, one of my favorite shows, at Pete's Candy Store. The Fun House, which I ended up he, him helping me record my album. So I just wanted to give a little backstory to you, Samir. I know you're doing things and making moves, and uh, I'm glad you took the time to come onto the podcast.
1: Sure, thanks for having me. Also, that was a great record, man. Oh, thanks, dude. Uh,
0: I hey, still I it. I
1: mean, dive laughter about the, the snake. <laughs> you think you're big time? The <laughs> big time? That was on Adult Swim, even. What's that? That was on Adult Swim. What's that? What was That it? clip was on Adult Swim, wasn't it? Uh No, but uh, that cat, that
0: animator, he got picked up. I got him early, but I know him when he did stand-up. Really good dude. Uh, But he does, I think he's doing all of the Comedy Central trip DMT shit that they're rolling out. Like, that style. Like, he did that. And, uh... Grant, do you know Grant? Grant?
1: No, later? but it was, dude. That clip is amazing. Yeah, it's. Like, I was, one. I was seeing it on the internet, and I was like crying with laughter. It was so cool looking, like, and also it was like perfect. Yeah,
0: um, it was good. uh I appreciate. It. I, I, I mean, that record label. At least they. I mean, they've done a lot. I can't say they haven't done anything, but uh, and that record has done okay. It's gotten better just the last month. Like my numbers went up due to the pandemic which i was like oh shit i don't know about money and the album wasn't really bumping and then like that month like it really uh it really took off like it was weird like i think people are just tuning in more or something
1: yeah people need like uh, to laugh and people need comedy right now in their lives man yeah you know. um i'm just trying to get this back I've been doing the back uh,
0: recording of this, but it's not really, we'll get, we'll get it on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, that was a fun show and Pete's candy Store is like all wooden and it's this hollow, it really looks like something like the Beatles would play at like in the 19, like 59, 61 era, you know? Yeah, um, dude. So I loved it. And I, it, and it's just like a jump point for a lot of like acoustic musicians. Like, in williamsburg and brooklyn it just has that vibe
1: 100
0: yeah uh how are how are you doing my man like i don't know i hit a wall today i've been really good and i haven't been bumming out on the quarantine and actually been really positive and uh you know just like i've been watching every uh star wars movie with my family every night like we've been going through the whole thing That's cool. Hey, I hit a wall, man. It hit me today. Like, I'm just fucking tired of it.
1: Yeah. So, like, last time, it's crazy that you said that last night. I got, like, really groovy. I just, like, you know, was pretty toasted. And then it hit me like a brick. Like, I just was, like, I can't believe this is going on. And, uh, you know, I think the fatigue has definitely set in where I'm just, like, I mean, I miss it all. I miss going out. Honestly, the last night I went out was when I saw you. And we were talking. And we were at a table talking. And then, like, we left. I remember we had this conversation on the street. And I was like, I really hope that this doesn't, you know, get out of control or whatever. (laughs) We, like, parted ways on the street. In Park Slope, I think. And you walked home. I, like, went home. And then I never went out after that. And um, it's hard to believe, you know, but I just missed all that. Like, I miss being able to pop in somewhere and seeing, like, a friend. Like, seeing you, like, I run into you, I'm, like, so stoked. I'm like, yeah, you know? But, like, now, I'm like, I, it's not the same, you know? It's, like, we're just in our houses. And, like, I miss that element of that surprise, for sure. Yeah,
0: and, man, you're a man of the people. You're a man of the streets, Samir. Uh, you're always around. Ra- you've been always kind of omnipresent in Brooklyn in a happy, cool, good way, and, not, I mean, you could talk for, like, you, I can get sucked in and talk to you, you're being quiet on the podcast a little bit now, but, because I know, you, but, <laughs> I know, I saw you posting on your IG about how much you missed going on stage, and how much yeah. you wanted to go on stage, and how much you were at a point where you weren't really appreciating it, and now you've gotten some perspective, like, holy shit, like that's, it, it almost looks like water to a fish with you with going up on stage and talking your shit.
1: But dude, you too, like that's like very much how I describe it, like you would pop in a room and just like, I remember sometimes at Funhouse, like the energy would be low and then you'd pop through and I'd be like, oh boy, like this is gonna wake them up. And then you'd go up and like, I, I, I think I have a video somewhere on my phone. Of one night before your album recording, you were at Funhouse. So you went up, and I was in the bar part, and I was talking to the bartender. And I just hear the whole room rumbling. And then I went to the, like the window, uh, behind the stage room, and was just like videotaping everyone going crazy. And you were doing like a hilarious bit. But like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're yeah, I miss partner. it.
0: Yeah, your Funhouse, step, Thank you, thank you. And I've had some of the funnest times on your sets but it wasn't consistent not to say it was the room or anything or the vibe it almost made it more honest but sometimes i would tank in there sometimes i would go awkward but then there was a couple times where i just get those first few steps and i could make that room really rock and uh that's why that's why i recorded the album there
1: yeah they were like there for it and um and if they were quiet it's like that was even like a weirder thing because they would come up after the show and be like, oh, I'm like, what was like so-and-so's name? They were so great. And then I would like, I'd be like, yo, you got to follow them or whatever. Go see them like perform. (coughs) Excuse me. And they'd be like super fans after that, you know, like, but I'd be like, where was your enthusiasm when it was time to laugh? Like, they're just like shy, but they loved it. It was a unique place, man. Like, yeah, I miss, I really miss being on stage and like, I just can't believe, I don't know, the more I think about, like, when the next time is going to be is, like, the more I get overwhelmed. And so I feel like I was so blazed last night that I started thinking about it. And it just was, like, a DMT freckles in my mind where I was, like, time. Like, what is time? And how long is too long? And whatever. And, like, you know, the skills that you get from, like, live comedy that you've got to continue to sharpen, like, the tools that you have and the skills – You've just got to keep like at it, and that's what's so rewarding about it too. Is like, um, you just continue to learn, like, and you continue to like evolve and like. So I miss that, and I'm worried about that. Like, I've been on like a few weeks of like being away and not performing. Then you come back and you just feel so rusty, and I'm like, wow, like, what's it gonna be like when it returns? Like, inevitably, it has to return, you know. And so it's just like trying to keep those a little less rusty like in the meantime but
0: yeah i wouldn't submit, i wouldn't sweat it i mean i got not, I, I i promised myself never not to talk about how long i've been doing stand-up because i do think it gets annoying but i have been doing it 20 years and i will say there's a level of learning but right now it feels like my body's recouping cause you know, I just was banging in the streets and all these dirty bars for years, you know? And I do yeah. clubs and do theaters with other acts, but you know, a majority of my game, if you're talking street ball game is like, you know, rooms like yours all over Brooklyn, the same way it was in San Francisco, the coffee shops. But I will say like, sometimes it's healthy to take a little bit of time off, Samir. Like, I don't think you're going to lose it. And I think, if anything, your style is so cool, is you just, you're yourself, and you're super interesting, and you you've hang with a lot of different influences, a lot of different musicians, a lot of different artists, and your flavor is just like, I've been reading a lot of Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu is the dude that's like, like supposedly like the oldest of the oldest and died like the happiest and always had a smile. and was just the chillest of uh, like early Buddhism texts. But one thing that says, like, if you sharpen a knife, you know, if you keep on sharpening it, you eventually becomes dull. Right. And I just took that. It's like, or if you eat, eventually you eat so much, you know, you don't even like food anymore. Same thing. You know, it's like, there's a give and take to all of it. If anything, I think you're going to come back even. You're going to have a better appreciation, whereas when you were just locked in before the quarantine, you're like, this is what I do. I go out and I ramble on the mic. Now it's like, oh, I can't wait to ramble. You know? You, I, right. You kind of lose the perspective, and this has kind of helped to gain it in some ways. Hopefully, we can make out of, out of all this bullshit alive. Which We, yeah. Hope we will. <laughs> yeah. Because you're smart. Did you go to Harvard? No. I mean, nah. You went somewhere. Boston. What's, which? I,
1: he, I went to Am- uh, UMass
0: Amherst. Okay. Uh, UMass. Yeah. I'm not, I know these schools. What's UMass Amherst? What was, like, give me just, like, is that the stoner school? Is that yeah. the hippie, artsy, no-shave, the armpit school? Where, where are we talking about?
1: It was, like, actually in – it was in Amherst, and, like, it was kind of like a party stoner at school, but there were, it was really good academically, too, I think. And how uh, close but, is it to Boston, is that Amherst? Uh, it's, like, an hour and 45 minutes or two hours away. And it's in that collection of colleges that are up there. Yeah. So you're like hanging Smith with College, Harvard a little bit. Like, Smith College, Mount Holyoke, <clears throat> Amherst College, which was, like, very much like Harvard, and then Hampshire – which was out there, you know, like, Hampshire was just, like, wild. They were – that was the school right there, like – Yeah, that's where, like, fish came out of, right? <laughs> I think so. Something I like I think that's that. where like, the fish literally came out. I'm not
0: sure, but I am just made that up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, it wouldn't surprise me. But, yeah, that's, like – that school was crazy. They, the, they had a trip or treat, which was, like, on trick or treat, they, everyone would just eat psychedelics on campus, and people would just be running around going bananas. And um, it got so popular that they, like, really instituted, like, a policy where at every entry into campus, they had, like, a checkpoint. And, like, you would have had to have been invited by, like, somebody who went to the school. So I was, like, sneaking people in in my car trunk and, like, <laughs> and bringing them with
0: me. Holy shit. Yeah,
1: it, it was, was like mental. A- and then, yeah, that was fun. And, like, they did an Easter keg hunt where, like, the president of the school would, like, ring a bell, and then, like, on Easter, everyone would run around with cups looking for kegs, which is insane. But the psychedelic nature of that school is wild. Like, it almost was, like, sanctioned by the school. Like, it didn't seem like they were, you know, like, against it. It's kind it.
0: of moving into mainstream uh, psychology right now, you know? Everybody's micro yeah. Like, even, like, the most squarest people in my life are bringing it up. For depression and stuff like that, it's it's coming and coming really big, uh, especially legalized cannabis as well. I mean, I know you love the cannabis, you love the herb. Hundred uh, percent. But Massachusetts has gone wide, gone wide open right now. What's the vibe up there?
1: Yeah, so it's like recreational and medicinal, and the recreational is like the so weed is pretty good. Um, when it started, there was such a limited supply that they made it like super hard to, to go to a recreational dispensary. So like, I remember when it opened, I was like, I gotta go back there and just see what this is all about. And so I drive up to this dispensary. We were on tour actually, me and Gabe did this mini tour out there. And so I was like, we're going to go to this dispensary. And when we pulled up, there was a cop outside. And I was like, Oh, figures you know and the cop though was like smiling and he was like hey guys you got to go down the road about a mile and park your car and take a shuttle to the dispensary because we can't have like we can't accommodate the amount of like cars that are trying to park here and i was like oh really and then he was like yeah but people love this place this is a cop saying it and then he goes I go oh man if we do that though like what's the wait time you think he's like probably, like, an hour, an hour and a half. But it might be worth it to you, you know? And I was like, you're a cop literally laughing about this and directing parking to where people can buy weed. Like, my head was exploding. Like, what is that? Like, that's the craziest shit I've ever seen. It was nuts. I mean, because growing up, kids were getting, like, locked up over, like, weed.
0: I know. I did three nights in jail. I know a lot of people that's gotten shaken down and
1: yeah, a lot worse than that, what I've been through. And yeah,
0: it was a total fear zone for me. And now it's kind of wide open. And that's what I'm excited about the podcast and, uh, and just figuring out how, because it's not completely opening, but the latest thing I heard, it was CBD's coming back in a big way. I actually tried to get a CBD coffee for this episode. I just ate a little bit of an edible, my last bit of edible um and then i have uh some chameleon have you ever had this stuff no how is that that's downstairs at my place yeah it's decent this is the mexican one so this has kind of got that spice like it's kind of got that sweet shirt you know you ever have new uh what's that uh coffee from new orleans like it has- i
1: love it dude
0: yeah this has that new Orleans because it has like some type of sweetener in it so yeah it- so it has this cinnamon sweetness. So it's, uh, and it's not like hazelnut, like bunkness. It's it, it's good. And it's three bucks. Like, it's a good one. Uh, Chameleon cold brew. I, yeah, I don't, I mean, and it's not as strong. It won't, it won't blast you out as hard as maybe Stumptown and Starbucks in the can. Stumptown
1: well. is like, it's a force to be reckoned with, dude. Oh yeah. I love, it's not a game. Like, it's not a game. They're not playing. I've had like that hairbender and just like legitimately had to take like deep yoga breaths. Like, I was just like, okay. Oh, <laughs> it's just a pretty strong coffee. Um, but so, what's your favorite one right now?
0: I mean, I, I, I always like a good stump town. I've been dip- fucking with this Hawaiian coffee. I need to get some more. Uh, what's it called? Kanoa. It's like a certain type of bean. It's just grown great and it tastes it has just a distinct taste that's just fucking off the chain.
1: Yeah. Uh the
0: two I talk about this on the podcast. The two places you can grow coffee in America, do you know? What's that? It's heavy. Like I love Colombia and I love Mexican coffee and I know we're go to Ethiopia and get these beans and all this stuff, but the two places cuz you need elevation and you need heat, so you need mountain And then you need tropical. The two places you can grow it in America is Hawaii and Puerto Rico. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't know why Starbucks like Trump should be like, yo, you guys need to get your beans only from Puerto Rico, you know? Yeah. You know, that's the way to generate some cold cash. I don't know. That's
1: something
0: he doesn't that i to care much for Rico, <laughs> I know. He's not down with Puerto Rico. I, I mean, I try not to get too political on this whole yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast thing because I just don't want to go down that route. But everybody yeah. knows how I feel. But, uh
1: yeah. him Dude, Kona. Kona, we went, and, like, my friend lived on a Kona coffee farm, so he brought us, like, some beans. And he also grew, like, phenomenal outdoor weed on that coffee farm. Yeah. And so we were in Kona and like saying, or we actually stayed in Hilo, I think. Or, no, we, we say that's out of Kona. But, Hawaii? um, yeah, Hawaii, yeah. Yeah. So he brought us like dope, like coffee beans and like brought me like fresh outdoors. And there's something about like the outdoor, but there that was so, like, you know, Maui Wowie, like, there's some crazy shit about like weed that is kissed by the sun rather than, like, indoor shit that's, like, under artificial light, like, there is an ingredient of the, like, actual sun that makes it so much more, like, groovy and just, like, very, like, nice and kind and, like, just, like, almost recreates, like, that environment almost when you smoke it. It's fucking crazy, dude. Like yeah, It smelled so good. And I was with my parents at the time. I remember he gave me, like, this bag of just like fresh outdoor buds. So I went in the bathroom of our like hotel and I opened, we had like a suite with my parents. So it was like the whole family, but I was in the bathroom and I opened the bag just a crack. I wasn't even doing anything. And then my older sister was outside the bathroom. I was like,
0: I smell that
1: like a minute later is that loud. And I was just like, what? like, from inside the bathroom, like, how could you ever, but it was phenomenal, dude, and there's roosters everywhere and stuff, like, outside, it was fucking cool. Oh, that sounds amazing,
0: yeah, the best joint I ever got was from Hawaii, this dude gave it to me in San Francisco, and he saw that I was having, I was working this day job, and I was having a shitty day, and this stranger literally gave me, like, this joint, and he just came from Hawaii, he must have been growing, because he was, like, I was like, "Oh my God! This tastes like the sun! Like it was just like yeah. literally just the sun in my face. It turned that frown completely upside down." I uh, love it. Yeah. So no, Hawaii herb, Hawaii coffee, all that. Um, are you are you off coffee? I know coffee's a little much, and the older you get, it can fry your nervous system out. Where are you at with coffee these days?
1: Yes, I've been drinking it. I have like one. I used to drink okay, like four cups of, five cups of coffee a day, which is a little bit much, and, like, at one point, I lose track, and, like, I would have a a cold brew, which is obviously just so concentrated and strong, um, that that's when I would realize, like, oh, God, why am I doing this so, excuse me, like, 4 p.m., but now I have, like, one cup of coffee in the morning, I usually just, like, brew a pot with my wife, and then, like, I'll just have, like, one cup and i'll feel like the energy and the vibe and if i drink too much then my stomach will get messed up yeah which is wild like but you know what though that's not really the coffee i've been reading it's about like drinking coffee on an empty stomach is never good because there's like an acidity in the coffee i mean there's ways you can neutralize that acidity somewhat but like um you should eat it you should eat food or have something like along with it. And um, I think that helps your stomach considerably. I always
0: coat my stomach with like, uh, what I drink every morning is the banana smoothie. So I I got a smoothie. It's banana. Uh, My my new smoothie is ridiculous, dude. What's in there? Okay, I got banana. It goes ice, banana, peanut butter. And then I take a handful of oats from oatmeal. I put that in there. I douse it with turmeric, 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 turmeric. Little bit of cinnamon. And then I got this collagen. Do you know about collagen? Yeah. Collagen, like, it's supposedly all your joints and good for your skin. So I took a scoop of collagen and I got that in there. And then I just blaze it with some, a little bit of milk, but not much. I'm trying to do oat milk. I'm feeling oat milk. I'm not vegetarian, but I'm starting to feel... Like, my wife just loves meat so much. Like, I just don't see her ever turning back. But if I can go a meal without it, I'm good. Like, and I don't like labels, so I don't want to say vegetarian or not. I just like to bring down the meat. But uh, but if I drink this smoothie down, like, I could drink, it, it just coats, the banana and peanut butter just coats your stomach and it's all yeah. protein.
1: You oh, gotta try it man. out. And turmeric is like great for anti-inflammation. Oh yeah, I'm turmeric to the core
0: man. I'm uh meditated 20 minutes a day without the edible. Uh I stretched, uh I did everything man. I do I have to do everything or I'm losing my shit. I mean, I dig like I understand all this stuff, but I think you'll relate to me. Like I know I got a cool mask, like I got some bandanas. I got this I got a rainbow bandana. I got I got some badass band, but I'm sick of weird shit over my face. i walked all I walked outside, I was like, I'm just, today it just hit me. Today I'm just like, man, I'm fucking sick of this shit.
1: Dude, dude when it's going to be like 90 in the summer, it's going to make me bananas to have to wear like a mask on my face because it's just so hot. Like, it's already a struggle to breathe, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just
1: so having like a juicy bandana on is going to be like, whatever, like a mask, like, it's going to be really tough. I know. It feels
0: like if you have it off, it feels like, oh, my God. But I just yeah, like to a, knock it off. You're a bad one. New York's ridiculous right now. I don't know how hardcore you're playing it. But you're sm- Like, I remember right before, because you were the last person. That Friday night, I did. No, that show was, like, on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. That was, like, a Wednesday. And I did something Friday night.
1: I'm just realizing I did too. That Friday night I went out. But you're the last person. That was the last comedy show I went to. I but went then, to yeah, a and birthday that was, thing on that Friday. Yeah. And then that
0: Wednesday, you and I sat. And everybody was like talking like, oh, this shit could be rough. Uh, you know, we all felt it. But I remember you were like, even on the way driving over, you were like, I, I'm not feeling this shit. Like, you were wigging out a little
1: bit. Yeah, it was. Because I think that, when we first started talking, the news came on and they were like, places are going to start closing down. I was like, what? Like, this is real. This is here. Uh,
0: Yeah. It's, it's nuts. What are you doing? Are you doing, I know you work like a several different jobs. Are you doing any editing or is anything moving? Are you hearing of anything,
1: man? It's actually really crazy. You mentioned, so like I was working like, um, So I've had like a show in development now for over a year. It's been like a year and five months ish, or what's it? A year and five months, I think, since I signed the contract. And um, and even that process had taken so long. Like I got super paranoid and like intense about it, where I was like, I don't want to lose my idea. I don't like ever want to get like I don't want to be like. One of those people who they're like, in this fool, like, signed the dumbest contract ever. And like, his idea went on to be humongous, you know? So I got like a lawyer, went through the whole thing for months. Anyway, so a year and five months ago, I signed this contract and like, we made the whole pilot and like, you know, everything was groovy. And then there was like a high, it was just like quiet for a few months. And then right around the time that COVID hit and this whole thing happened, I got hit up by them frantically, and they were like, Hey, it's time. Like, we're going to pitch now. And I was like, Yeah, but like, everything is closed. And they were like, Well, not really. And they were like, uh, Animation is something that can be done from afar. And right now, the networks are very, very hungry for animation. And so for the past couple of weeks, we refined that final pitch stuff, all the pitch docs and all that. And so in the next couple of weeks, we're finally going to the networks and we're pitching. And I think it's gonna be on Zoom, obviously, because we're not gonna be like able to do it in person. But this is happening right now at the moment. Like Other people are also pitching via Zoom. And um, yeah, like right now, animation is like very, very huge because, the networks aren't going to be able to shoot live action for a while. Like how are they going to get people on set and have it be safe for people to interact with each other when this pandemic is like a mess right now. And they, and nobody really knows when we're going to get control of it and wrangle it. So I feel like that's a blessing that's kept me really kept my head up like hard, you know, I was like, wow, finally, like this is it. And then the resources that they have been like giving us and like, the time and like the people in this development that are involved in it are like big wigs. And like, they're throwing big, big names at me. So like for once I was like, wow, this is like real. You guys actually care. I mean, they have been very, it's like STX entertainment who is like, you know, uh, behind this. And like, they have been very, very good. Like, I have to say that like publicly even like they've been really good. I think that they're really, um, they have given us a lot of leeway. Like, they haven't pushed back on, like, our shit at all, like, our ideas or anything. We got a cool showrunner. He's he a really cool guy. Um, he worked on Futurama and The Simpsons. Um, he's an OG dude. Like, he's really awesome. And, like, we have this amazing chemistry. Like, before this whole thing happened, basically, it's just so nuts, dude. The fact that this happened when it happened, like, COVID, it's so crazy to me because finally I was getting some traction. Like. I had a show in Los Angeles, and we did it with Mac DeMarco. He's fucking great.
0: He was so
1: cool. He premiered, like, two or three new songs that night. And it was he's the fucking best, man. Like, such a nice dude. We had the best time. We shot the whole thing with, like, five cameras. That was going to be pitched to a network. Everyone loved it. All the people who ran, like, the venue slash recording studio and shit were fucking so amped. We had this huge email after, like, can't wait for the next one. This is gonna be a monthly. Every month we're gonna do this. I talked to you. I was like, dude, we gotta do one. Like, you gotta be on it. Yeah. And it then hot, it man. was like, yeah, you collapse, had... like, yeah. It was like, like right away, you know. And so, what I am saying though is, if you have any cartoon ideas, any animated ideas, like, now is the time, bro. Like, you should be like putting together your pitch. You should be putting together like your shit and just going going all balls out because it is what it is. And like, for one, I mean, it costs a lot of money, right? But volume-wise, they're going to do maybe, they're going to do an increased number of these animated shows and they're going to do way, I don't even know if they're going to do live action for a long time.
0: So now's the time. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got something I'm cooking that's kind of in that vein. So yeah, I, but I see that, The entertainment industry is moving you know that's the weird thing is is like even life is moving you know like we feel but things are moving forward and things i think it's just we're going through a huge change economically mental health wise physical wise uh how we perceive just about everything is getting switched up and changed up but as Life still goes on and people are still figuring out how to, like you said, people are zooming meetings. This podcast is gaining. Like I did the Patreon. If I didn't have COVID, like I didn't, I don't have COVID, but if this shit didn't pop pop up, I wouldn't have gotten my shit together. And now I got a Patreon. People are paying. I'm doing these interviews, uh, you know, and I'm just going to build up and I, but yeah, I see animation moving and cannabis is moving.
1: Dude, there's a guy I want to introduce to you. I'll talk to you about it offline, but um, yeah. In terms of like the Patreon and all that stuff, that is is amazing, dude.
0: Yeah, I think uh, art is changing. Just how we're doing everything is moving. It's a little bit more technology than I like because I am trying to remove things out of my life and make it more simple. And technology, you keep on at, But there's a way, you know, there's a way to do it. Sure. Uh Tell me about music, man. What are you listening to? You always have, like, you have a couple, I guess your friends are the, is it the parquet? What's the, the band?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, Parquet Courts.
0: Yeah, Parquet Courts, which are heavyweights. And those are your boys. Like, that's, your, that's some of your closest. I, we, you had a house party a few years ago, and I stopped by, and those cats were, some of those guys were hanging out. Um, but what are you listening to now, right
1: now? Oh man. Like I'm trying to get into like jazz and stuff. I've just been listening to like Spotify jazz playlists because I've never really been a jazz man myself, but like, um, it's, there's nothing like just roasting a J and just putting it on and getting lost in it. And like, there's so many different styles of jazz too. Yes.
0: Um,
1: there's like that, there's like wild, like old stuff like Damien uh Marley and Nas, like distant cousins. Like that record is like really love that cool. record. Yeah. Really love that record. Like if anyone who doesn't know that record should check it out because like it's the music is amazing. Yeah the raps are amazing. The style is like popping. David
0: Marley's no joke. And welcome to John Rock. I always liked his style. And Nas is sick, but yeah, I when I did Bonnaro, I played Bonnaro. And it was Nas and Damian Marley right when that album came out. And they had Damian Marley on the cover of High Times. And I was, did an article for High Times. And I was like, yo, I'm going to bring them some magazines. And I brought them like 15 magazines because I used to hang out at the office. And uh, I went on stage and I put them out and kind of was like, you know, I didn't, they, took, they took them. They didn't even think. It was kind of awkward. I, but I, was, I remember I was on stage. And I was watching them in front of, like, 5,000 people rip that album. The album's, like, sick. Uh, one of the, the DJs from the Jurassic Five did a remix of that al- like, a bunch of those cuts, and it's just... Really? Yeah.
1: Phenomenal. Jurassic Five was ill, too.
0: Jurassic Five, Charlie is no joke, man. Uh, Jurassic Five has got some good beats, and that DJ, DJ Newmark. Yeah, I had, I had that album remixed by DJ Newmark, was like the remix that I used to pump on the daily. But jazz, what I like about jazz, like I'm not a nerd jazz and I'm not sophisticated and I'm not I'm not trying to talk all that jazz. It's just the Sonic used to say. But the thing that's cool about jazz is sometimes words are whack, you know? Sometimes you're like, dude, we're stand-up. So I hear motherfuckers talk all day, every day. And I hear myself talk and I listen, like, so sometimes it's nice just to listen to just something without any words to it.
1: Oh, hell yeah. And like you can get, you can see kind of like where they're going and how they're building shit. And it's like wild that they're like doing it together and like they're all playing different instruments, but they're just like riffing at the same fucking time. And yeah, like
0: following the music, they're following the muse. That's the thing about music, it's more emotional. And the thing is, yeah, you can hear screaming and crying or even when Jimi Hendrix is playing Machine Gun. Like, that's a protest song, but he's not even saying any words because it's, they create textures and tones that build emotion, you know. Stand-up is like more, it's more brain. It's more like, these are the words, this is the math, now, you know, music Music is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially when you're talking jazz, it's like you're trying to follow
1: wherever this thing's going. 100%, dude. And, like, you know, I also well, – I was going to ask you, what is your, like, current, dream? What are you, like, pumping? Going deep on uh, a lot of Dinosaur Jr. Yes.
0: A lot of Dinosaur Jr., a lot of Grateful Dead. Doing yes. a lot of Grateful Dead. throwing some fish in there. Um, I'm pumping old, not old hip-hop, but pumping some new hip-hop, but uh, I'm pumping, today I was listening to Money Cash Hoes by Jay-Z, do you remember this, this has uh, DMX on it, and it has this weird piano thing like this, like, you could tell, like, the studio guy was just like, he just, like, ran his fingers over the piano, and then he chopped up this sample, I think it's Just Blaze, and Just Blaze has some sick beats.
1: Sick as hell
0: and uh, it's like money cash hoes money meow, meow, meow. i just love that <laughs> and uh the neptune's nothing uh by nori i love that beat and i love the concept of nothing and i've been meditating on nothing and just like yeah i just think there there is there's something said there's something to be said about nothing
1: <laughs> yeah man there's plenty to be said about nothing yeah amazing but uh, yeah I, did you I, see I, I, the erica badu jill scott like verses i've heard i like
0: these verses i saw the just blaze when get somebody like they just pretty much play each other's shit over ig or whatever but it's no i do yeah. what happened because she, she scares me a little bit i i love her as an artist but there's there's a you don't fuck with that chick type of body.
1: never never yo she's wild she's like a kid by like some like other like three different dudes but yeah, like, she's they're just, all like,
0: super muse artists that like will yeah will have children by other artists and she just keeps yeah. moving and always is working on shit always,
1: always. she shit. was wild she was like killing it like um but she also it was cool has... it, was, it okay. was really cool to watch but it was also like um who the original one was wild it was like premiere versus um Premiere versus, fuck, I can't remember who he was. I remember that. It was it Timberland?
0: Uh, I can't remember.
1: It's it like was
0: Premiere or...
1: Uh, <laughs> no, but the one, <laughs> It was so huge when it happened, too. The one like, I the saw... The streets were on fire, and now I'm just, like, trying to remember. I know. Remember been- Scott Storch, though? He was, like, such a beast, and then he spent, like, $50 million on cocaine. Like... <laughs> From the roots, Scott Storch, he's
0: always smoking a joint now, and he's always playing piano, and I think it's so dope. The thing about sobriety and, like, I love seeing old cokeheads or hard drug people come back to the herb, you know? Because yeah. Yeah. I think the hard drugs is, like, what fucked up a lot of the movement of the herb being legalized. Not the, I don't think anything should be illegal. Like, I'm, I'm learning more about, like, not controlling people and just letting the good happen but uh yeah just like just like that junkie like hard drug thing kind of fucked up a lot of it like cannabis got lumped
1: into all lumped in things. with like that that whole sketch crowd and it that's like throwing it like vegetables in with like like trans fats it's like get the <laughs> fuck out of here yeah like crazy talk Uh,
0: yeah, I had a new concept just like last night. I've been, last night, like you said, like I had a little bit more of an edible and I hit a little bit of herb, my last of the herb that I had. And man, I got hit with like some heavy thoughts. And one of the, like the one is like right now, everybody's grasping for so much power. Like everybody's like, Trump's trying to make this move. China's trying, everybody's just like, you know, just like all Gra- trying to figure it out and it's like no nobody can figure it out you know there's yeah. no, there's all these people trying to grab this amount of power it can't have like they're wasting their time like you're never going to figure it out you're never going to live long enough to ever figure it out why are you even trying to grab it like let it go
1: they can't do it though i feel like like yeah. i mean i see what you're saying like i think th- the whole thing is I think they're, like, exactly what you're saying. They're, like, obsessed with trying to, like, grab power and shit. But in the meantime, it's, like, nobody even knows what, like, tomorrow brings. Because they're still figuring out this virus, even, like, you know what I mean?
0: This virus threw everybody. The virus even threw the Illuminati off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: They're like, what's going on?
0: They were like, what? We're about to take over this shit. You guys are doing this? Even the aliens started showing up, and the aliens yeah. took off. They left.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I feel like the aliens are like, our work is done here.
0: Yeah, the, I think the aliens were like, oh, we're about to show up and show off. And then they were like, oh, this place is skanked out. These guys got herpes. We're out of here, yo.
1: <laughs> Dude, they um just released that whole... Like, I mean, that video has That's been, like, around. Yeah.
0: yeah, the dude from Blink-182 can't stop tweeting about it. Man. Yeah,
1: he's the one who got it, released it. He originally somehow got his hands on it and released it. And people are like, this is – like, the Navy was like, yeah, we're not going to, like, confirm this. And now they're just like, yeah, it's real. And it's just like, what? You guys are – but nobody's even reacting to that. That's how jammed up the world is over the virus. It's yeah. like – people are just like, all right, fine. If aliens exist, we'll get with that. We'll get to that later. You know?
0: Yeah. I got to pay for my kid's school and I got to do, yeah. People are like, people want business to get moving.
1: Is your kid going to zoom school?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, man. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough, but we're getting by. Like I said, it's like times I'm like, Oh, this is rough. And then there's other times I'm like, oh, I'm really getting to spend a lot of quality time with my family. So, yeah. And in this stage and age, everything's moving so fast and quick, you know. Um, so, yeah, we're figuring it out, man. Yeah, during the day, it's like full on. And then Thursday, I'm like, three o'clock, I got to do my podcast. I got to get this up and rocking. And, uh, yeah, so everybody leaves me alone. That's it. Yep. And uh, for Thursday. So this is good. We're, we're finding a schedule. We've got our whole schedule. What about you? Are you work? What are you doing? You're working on the pitch? Working on the
1: pitch. To, a lot of like watching stupid stuff, like reading a lot and um, kicking it, man. Just like going for walks, like with a mask on, um, which is like, you know, you got to get out there at least to have some sun on you. Um, but yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, going out. I got some vitamin D drops. I've been taking some drops in vitamin D, but yeah. How oh, is that? It? It's good. Yeah. Vitamin D drops. Yeah. Get on it, man. And supposedly it blocks, uh, Corona. You know what I heard b- blocks Corona is high CBD herb. Really? Yeah. CBD is about to go full on. I guess Oprah and Dr. Oz are about to drop full-on CBD gummies, like, approved by the FDA. Like, no. Yeah, that somebody just sent me that email, like, three days ago, like, dude, you, you've been talking this shit forever. It's like, it's about to go big, because people are experiencing so much anxiety right now. The same thing yeah. with mushrooms and, and depression. You know, I think all this stuff is going to start coming out of the black market and looked at with more of a real
1: eye. I like mushrooms because they like lower your the walls in your mind that you like put up to contain things. And so like if used correctly, like excuse me, you could problem solve. Like and you can like emotionally problem solve where you're like, Oh, I see why I feel that way or whatever it is, you know? And like I've never, you know, knocked on wood, ever taken them without coming out the other side feeling better and like feeling like um, I've like at least kind of worked through some shit.
0: Yeah Uh, it's been a while but I do I think I do need it but I don't like it I don't like being in city environments with psychedelics. I did have a bad experience in college I took some mushrooms with some people (laughs) I didn't know and then I was just locked up and their energies, their vibe just wasn't working with my vibe. It was just completely the wrong vibe. Yeah, And it, it kind of turned, it didn't turn me off, but yeah, it was just kind of a bummer and I went <laughs> down a dark hole. Bless you. Uh, uh, yeah. And, but, now, but now, I mean, I think with psychedelics it's good, but I, I have had some amazing trips. One of the best trips I ever had was, uh, I did six months in Southeast Asia. Uh, before wow. I did, in 1999, I quit my job. I saved up 10 grand in DC and I just had sold everything down to a backpack. And it was before that we even had cell phones, dude. I did six months backpacking all through Asia, all through Thailand, all through Cambodia, all through, but this place, uh, the full moon parties in, in the Southern part of Thailand, you know? Yes. It- yeah. Right. What is
1: it? it's on co um co pp yeah co yeah
0: you go down you fly out you fly into Bangkok and then you catch another flight down south if anybody's going to Thailand you you can go up to the northern part and that's where they say they have like uh you know they what are they, the the opium and all that shit is up there like those that's the triangle but if you go down to the southern part of Thailand there's the most beautiful islands and that's where the movie The Beach was filmed. Like I did this the year before the movie The Beach and I went to all those places. I li- that movie literally was like out of my fucking memory bank. But one of them was a full moon party where they would make mushroom shakes and they put it in a fruit shake, like blueberries and mangoes and then all these mushrooms. And uh, you would drink the shake and it was like, I remember It was like, it was like this cove and it was just like this beach with a couple bars on it and they would just pump music all night long and it wasn't there was no real roads it was just it was literally like you know naked backpackers walking around tripping on mushrooms it's amazing it was amazing it was amazing i I remember i went into the water for like an hour and i just you ever go into the water and go with your eyes like this (laughs) So I was just like Hanging in the water Tripping And hanging out Like a frog Just like so Checking cool. the whole beach out And the music's going And it's naked Backpackers And I'm just like
1: <laughs> That's amazing and, and that I was, love just, doing that, that
0: trip Yeah uh,
1: I love just having your eyes Above the water And you're just like Floating Floating Dude I love snorkeling too It's like It's uh-huh. so frogged up Like you're just like Hovering at the top of the water, I like one time I just like got super high in Maui, and I went, I walked over like all this volcanic rock with my friend. He he lived out there, so he like took me to go snorkeling. But he thought I had been snorkeling before, but I never had. And so we just like just keep walking over all this volcanic rock in this like area, and then you get out to this like cove that opens like it opens like that into the ocean. So like there's like this just gap where the ocean just keeps refilling it and it's like a circular it looks they call it the fish bulb you can't go there now but like this was friggin 15 years ago or whatever so anyways we get there and we smoke like another jay and then he's like all right pop on your flippers and your like, thing so i'm like struggling with it all finally get it on he just jumps in effortlessly and he's like it's amazing in here jump in and i'm like what do i do and he's like what do you mean and i'm like like how do i do all this and he's like he's turned around and just jump backwards jump in so i jumped in and I, the minute i opened my eyes when i was like in the water i was surrounded by like finding nemos and shit you know like tropical fish and i was just like oh my god like i like had never been in such close proximity to like a billion fish. So I sprung up out of the water and I was like, bah! I was like screaming and like flailing around. He's like, dude, chill. He's like, what are you doing? And I was having a panic attack. Oh no! And then he like, he talked me down and then like, it took him like, you know, a good 10 minutes to like keep me from hyperventilating. I was like, also it was like sharp coral and I was like trying to climb out, like about to like rip oh, my arms off. Oh,
0: fuck you up, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he's like, dude, you got to fucking chill. And then finally I was okay, and he's like, follow me. And I just, like, frog swam in this, like, dude, you look down, it was, like, 100 feet deep, and it was amazing, just teeming with life. And I was just, like, low-key, like, yogically breathing through the, like, uh, tube, you know, and just, like, frogging it up. And I was like, this is the best thing on earth.
0: Yeah. Frogging it up, man. Uh, I always dug the frog because it can go land and water. Yeah. Do frogs breathe underwater?
1: I don't know. They're like, uh, it's so weird. I, uh, actually, when they're tadpoles, they have like gills and shit. But then yeah, when they. Yeah.
0: When they come out, man, it's like they, they, they surf different universes. Yeah. Um, I always thought about that, just like to be a tadpole and then to go on land. That must be a funky, funky thing, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, I haven't been to Hawaii, and I want to. I was just listening. Rick Rubin has a podcast, and he was talking to – and he has a studio called Shangri-La like that's out there. That's supposedly like the sickest recording studio. That's all Recording studios are just pads in places that are chill and the upper level ones are in chiller places. But he was talking to Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead. It was a great conversation, but it's like in Hawaii and he's fucking macking out over there. Uh, but a lot of, that's the only thing, Hawaii, like, it seems like all the retired high rollers of LA end up in
1: Hawaii. It's the best place, man. (laughs) It's so amazing and beautiful and, like, just fucking tremendous. Like, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been, how many times have you been there? Three times, yeah. But, like, I'd honestly, if there was any way in my life, like, for me to go back there, like, every year I would probably I fucking love it
0: yeah I knew some dudes that lived there after college that did like the thing like the year after college lived in and worked in bars and shit in their early 20s in Hawaii and yeah I think there's a
1: yeah there's an island life man but there's yeah I mean it's it's kind of wild like you are like isolated from the mainland and things are a lot more expensive because of that as well but like yeah, the natural beauty there, and like just being like able to like swim in like crystal like clear ocean. In the wintertime, it's more choppy though. Like I've been there in the winter, and I've been like, oh, like I can't really see like I normally would be able to in the water because it's just like very rocky and wavy and shit. But in the summertime, the water is like glass, dude, and you could just like fucking.
0: Oh yeah, the crystal. Chill. Yeah, it's super. Uh, I learned to surf when on that trip. I did a month in Bali. I went to yes. Kuda. And Kuda, they had the local surf dudes that could teach you. So they rent, you can rent a board and the beach break, it's not a coral break. It's this easy and it pops up like three to four feet and it's just super glassy. And the locals, will. you can rent a board from them and they'll take you and they sell herbs. So, those guys, I all knew those dudes because I hung out there for like a month and I would just serve and then I would eat ramen. They sell ramen on the beach, ramen noodles, and they put an egg in it and they hook it up with all this soy sauce and it's just protein and salt. And that's all you want after you're like swimming in this glassy shit. And the herb was pretty good. uh, But yeah, I mean, in terms of glassy super waves, I mean, Hawaii is like, up there man
1: dude i want to go to bali i've never been i heard it's amazing
0: bali's dope man bali i mean the place i really like is this riley beach which is like a climbing wall that's in thailand that's really small but it literally is from the book the beach or that movie with what's his face but they went there they filmed it and that was the most beautiful place i've ever been Bali was great, but it is kind of tourist out. Like, it's kind of blown up because there's so many Australians. And Australians, that's like their Florida, is to go to Bali.
1: Yeah.
0: You're hanging, and it's just like so many expats in Kuta Beach. But it's still, you know, it's still fucking really dope. But uh, all those places are great. But, you know, there's like, I don't know. It's almost like I need a little bit of roughness in order to appreciate it it's like when if you don't appreciate something when you have it all the time it's nice to have a little give and go
1: yeah 100 percent.
0: or if you position yourself in such a place like oh i'm in paradise i have the comfiest chair i have everything i want and then you're still not happy
1: <laughs> yeah 100 <100%. laughs> percent.
0: that's yeah i think, you gotta work like you're never gonna getting there is it, like that's something i'm working on It's just being happy now you know and even in 100%. corona shit like being happy now and not doing that i long to do this or i can't wait till i'm famous or i can't wait till i'm a millionaire it's like i don't know anything i don't even know if tomorrow's gonna happen now um, right enjoy this shit. do you think you want what's your i saw you tweeting you're not sure about new york or what's your vibe about new york right now are you gonna
1: jump ship or are you gonna hang I mean, I've been hanging in, like, I've been, this is, I'm coming up on 10 years now, so it's like, 10? I don't want, I don't want to leave, like, yeah. I just want things to get more feasible, like, the rent is too damn high for us to not be able to have, it's like being like, um, come eat at this restaurant, it costs 100 bucks, you're like, whoa, that's pretty pricey, they're like, sure, but like, there's all this amazing food, and then you get there, they're like, you still owe 100 bucks, but there's just like, a dry piece of like bread (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah all the cool shit shut down here all the shit
0: all the cool shit and all the artists yeah i wonder what it's gonna do to the city i mean i think we're we're here for now but i don't know there's still like you know we still got to play it month to month whatever's safest for my family And I even got some backups, like talking to people like, yo, you got a spare room, you know, in case this shit gets too hot here. Right. Um, But it will be interesting because I do hear a lot of people like, I'm leaving New York. Why am I in New York? I'm out of here. And I believe it. Like, I believe it and I feel it. But at the same time, New York's always been so dope. People are like, yeah, go ahead and leave. I want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. People like, want right, you I'm people in. yeah, people want you to leave because then there's more room, you know. It's
1: exactly. Just,
0: you know, all the people all the people <laughs> talking about jumping ship or leaving, or there's people other places going, hmm, I'm gonna move there now. You know, yeah. I, I wanna, now's the time to make a move. And I was talking to like with this whole thing, like pe- money people with money are making moves right now.
1: Yeah.
0: There's moves to be made. Like I know people that are selling real estates and I'm like, "What? you sold houses? And they're like, yeah, people are, you know, people are figuring it out.
1: Yeah. I've noticed that too.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's just a, it's an odd time. I just think it's just a big shakeup, you know?
1: Yeah. So we got to see how it all like pans out.
0: Yeah. We got to see how it all plays out. Uh, have you smoked today?
1: Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. Always. waking back every day. <laughs> a little weed and a little coffee go a long way man
0: yeah and then you're good for the rest of the day and then you hunker down are you doing a movie tonight
1: of course like i'll, I'll watch like um mostly just like uh a fun movie and then something like bone crushing about like the justice system being like like fucked up and then like um sandwich it with something funny yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've been going on a big music thing. The Miles Davis Netflix has a good Miles Davis documentary that's sick. Oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, that one's really good. And then I watched uh, about that director. I watched a doc. I've been watching. I like documentaries about people, I like biographies because you see people's like things. Anything on music, ZZ Top has a really good documentary I've been
1: into. Have you seen the Harry Nelson one? No. There was one that was on, Nelson, uh, on Netflix for a while about Harry Nelson. I don't know if it still is, but that dude lived a crazy interesting life.
0: Who's Harry Nelson? Yeah.
1: He was the dude who did um, You Put the Lime in the Coconut. Yes. Remember him? And um, Was dude, he around during the
0: Beatles time? Is that what it is?
1: I'm trying to remember like what group you he did Nilsson. schmilson was like one of his like uh records but dude he recorded with john lennon and like blew out his vocal cords in the studio but didn't want to admit it or tell him so he just powered through and was like coughing up like trash cans of blood and like it, it was his apartment i think that like mama cass and keith moon died in yes I think yeah, I, he's, like, he had, like, a wild life, dude. How did Mama Cass die? She, I think she died in her sleep. People said she had died from, like, choking on a ham sandwich, but I don't think that's true. She died in her sleep. And I think – um and Keith Moon died of, like, a pill overdose. No, yeah. yeah, he was out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, his and drum John was Bonham down. was, too. Yeah, jo, I mean, yeah, John. It's Success is hard, you know? Like, it – Lao Tzu I've been listening to all this meditation it's like the higher you go up the more dangerous it gets and I've seen that with famous people like it's it's it it, the more successful you like oh they got it made but it's like it gets creepy and weird and shit can go wrong and you got no control and every you know it's just like the younger you are and you're not prepared for that shit it's rough. Uh But, yeah, I I won't keep you too long. It's 4.05. I think we've been recording for a minute now. Uh, Dude, this has been great, though. I've been having a blast. Uh, We got to hang out, man. Are you Yeah, 100%. What's the word on the street? Like, are people seeing each other? Like, how are you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dude, you just meet in the park, wear a mask, like, hang, like, six to ten feet away. But, like, you can still be in the same vicinity and, like, chat it up. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Well, Samir, where can we? Where should I tell people to
1: check you out, man? We'll
0: we'll we'll finish up the podcast here. Oh,
1: all my stuff is usually on like my Instagram, which is Samirmon. S A M E E R M O N. Yaman. Uh, have you been pumping much reggae? I'm in mean, every
0: chance I get, dog. I know it is so good, man. Jamaica. I- I've been. I've been. To, have you been to Jamaica? Never. Oh, you should check it out, man! It's all music. That place is run on music, but it's also there's a lot of poverty. It's yeah, you gotta you gotta watch where you go. I think Hawaii feels a little bit safer, but Jamaica, Jamaica's cool. Jamaica's dope and just uh, yeah, reggae. I've been I have been pumping a lot of reggae. Uh What do you think? Of, is Sublime cheesy or not? <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Some of their early stuff I still think about, and I'm like, it was kind of cool. It was weird, but it's cool. Did you go through a bit? Did you go through a ska phase?
0: You have almost
1: a ska. I think I see a real big fish phase. (laughs) Yeah, all types of like pop ska and traditional ska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satellite style, and then like New York ska, like the slackers and stuff. Still love that. Oh wow.
0: There is something really cool about ska. I don't know. That beat is, it's upbeat. Like reggae yeah. downbeat. Like yeah. reggae, reggae, it's more like a tone. If you're ever bummed out about life or stressed out, you put on reggae and it's almost like smoking a joint, but it's just like, you don't even have to. It's just so, mm. but ska like <laughs> kind of gets you going. Like,
1: yeah, it gets you pumped up. I love you that. You got to
0: want to get on a treadmill or something, man. You yes, just, sir. You want to skank it out. Uh, uh, Samir Naseem, did I pronounce your last name correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Samir Naseem, uh, you're the man, and I love you. Thank you for doing the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Let's hang and do this in person and smoke a joint. And,
1: uh,
0: yeah, peace and love.
1: Yeah, man, much love to you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh,
0: uh, you're the man. You're the man. Hey, uh, yeah, I'll shut it right there.